Redraft fantasy football season is finally here. We get you locked and loaded tonight with our PPR mock draft on the in-between fantasy football podcast. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the bunch, check a stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like they seen every play. So I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way. And it's for the law with only one thing to do. I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line. fantasy football podcast all right all right all right it is july 25th 2023 the in-between fantasy football podcast is back in high gear as nfl training camps are all but underway here final teams they're reporting on thursday Tonight on the show, we are packed, we are stacked, and we have some incredibly jacked gentlemen joining us tonight. I'm talking about my co-host, a man who's a fucking weapon in the fantasy football industry. This dude's been nominated for awards, real awards. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Scott Reinier. Scott, how are we doing tonight? How are we hanging out there in Seattle? It's good, man. We're back to mid-70s weather. It's kind of perfect. Um I apologize for my lighting. I am off-site at my buddy's house in the basement. But you know what? It's summertime. Plans happen, and I'm still here uh, pre- prepared. And luckily, my buddy was nice enough to watch my kids while I podcast. <laughs> there we go. That's a real friend there. Yeah. We appreciate you hanging out with us tonight, Scott. Also on the pod, making his IBT debut, a man from Memphis, Tennessee, the founder of the Fantasy Football Advice Forum, Super excited to welcome in Tyler Bradley. Tyler, how we doing tonight, man? What's going man, on? Doing good. Doing good. Ready to do some uh, some mock drafting. Um, yeah, just ready to rock. Hell yeah. Tyler, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about the fancy football advice form, what you guys are, are, are cooking up over there. Yeah, man. So uh, founder of the Fantasy Football Advice Forum, we are a community for fantasy footballers it's that easy like you know if you want to hang out you want to talk you want to comment on each other's stuff post trades post polls interact with people without the pressure of like follows or you know all those things and then you know just being able to do football i have a ton of friends that like won't do facebook Mm -hmm. because like they don't want all their personal life out there you know their pictures of their kids and things like that you know but they looked for a social media platform that was just fantasy football so that's kind of what we created plus a ton of content and uh fantasy football tools in there to help you as well hell yeah man hell yeah well, I'm really excited about you launching that. Um, I'm really excited. I, I know you're going to be one of the the, the title 
uh, sponsors at the Fantasy Football Expo here in Can just a couple weeks from now as well. Um, and I'm also excited to announce that you and I and our companies have partnered together. That's right, guys. The Fantasy Football Advice Forum and IBT will be partnering for the full next year and starting next week on this very fantasy football podcast. We're going to have a new segment called From the Forum, where every week we look at discussion topics. We look at uh, questions directly coming from Tyler's forum over there. So, Tyler, I am pumped, dude. I, I'm pumped to interact with the community over there. I was checking out a little bit earlier today and just trying to get my feet wet. And I feel like it's going to be a win-win for both companies here, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We're just we're excited about the fantasy football community. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like, we're all playing. We all love the game. We all wish we could be on the field, but, you know, we're not talented enough anymore, you know. So it's like our competitive piece that we get to have a little little bit of buy-in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you will be out there in Canton, Ohio with us for our first draft night out experience. Uh This this is the first time we're ever hosting a live event. I'm already pumped up about it. Scott, I know you're hyped up about it as well. Uh, We have a very cool venue. We're going to announce it tomorrow. So stay tuned on our Twitter. It's going to blow everything away that you guys are picturing. I hope uh, a couple of you guys come out and and draft with us live in Canton. Uh, It's going to be a great time. What do you think, Scott? Uh, I'm not, I don't want to give anything away. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the reveal. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've been counting the days to the expo. I mean, really since the last expo. Yeah. So now we're, we're less than a month out. My, you know, all my, all my airfare, all that stuff's taken care of. I just have to get there. So just, man, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to draft night out. It's going to be so much fun. You just got to get boots on the ground. Just got to get boots exactly. on the ground. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's our audio producer, the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Scott. Kyle, how are we sounding tonight, our friend? Everyone is sounding good as always. Everyone's also looking good as always. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's shout out the IBT family there in the chat already tonight. We got Albert. Good evening, IBT. Good evening to you, Albert. We got Toronto Dave. He's ready to get cooking tonight. We appreciate you, Toronto Dave. We got Wendy. She's going to be mocking with us tonight. She'll also be drafting with us in Canton in a couple weeks. Appreciate you, Wendy. Then we have Didi. She's ready to go from the lake house as always. We appreciate you very much, Didi. And Dave, man, he's he's jazzed up for the expo. Listen, man. Dave, Dave was at draft night out last year. Uh, he popped in for, for a little while and we got the best clips from this guy. He is a ball of energy. So Dave, I'm excited to, to get together with you and Canton here. Uh, one more go around here this year. So guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, easiest way to support the channel. If you are new, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Even if you aren't new, that will help other people, uh, find this channel and we can just keep bringing you more and more content and like i do want to shout out the ibt family because like without you guys doing stuff like that um entering uh, our giveaways and coming to our events like we couldn't live this like crazy and dumb life that we are getting to live right now like it is absolutely crazy uh i was up at a nascar race covering it this weekend and i, I walked outside in the in the fan section for like literally 10 minutes and someone pulls me over and said in between media I'm like, oh, my God, I never thought someone, you know, someone recognized the logo on the shirt. And like, that's because of you guys doing that. That's because of you guys hitting that like button, subscribing. So it really does make a difference. And we really do appreciate. So wanted to share share that story with you guys. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. We got back in the day first. We're going to do a little redraft mock and uh, talk about some risers as well.
day Make them like this way back in the day I Took a shot, couldn't miss way back in the day Couldn't predict how it could all change Don't you ever forget how far we came So why I want to go back in the day tonight is to talk about the ever-changing fantasy football landscape. And it really has shifted just in the last couple of weeks, guys. Uh, let's look at some of the ADP risers here. This is according to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, courtesy of 4 for 4. Devontae Parker, he is someone now shooting up draft boards a little bit since the DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Parker gets a nice little deal for himself there up in New England as well. Zamir White. He is now going up the board as well. Josh Jacobs, the only uh, big running back without a deal right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he signed earlier today. A little bit of a modified one-year deal for Barkley. Very very rare to see that. Um, and then Kyler Murray, of course. He's been on the increase as well. Not Now going 149th overall this year, guys. So, uh Tyler, I want to throw it over to you, man. Is Zamir White someone you're targeting with the news of Josh Jacobs? He was spotted leaving Vegas on a flight earlier this week uh, rather than actually going to training camp. So are you targeting White here? Got no run as a rookie, had a really good senior season at Georgia, but we don't know much about his professional game here, and we don't know much about Josh Jacobs either. Yeah, so um... – I actually am. I'm in several of the charity leagues, the Scott Fish Bowl, the Warrior Bowl, you know, and like I've been able to grab Zamir White in like the last two rounds of those drafts in both of them. And it's crazy because even if you take out the fact that Josh Jacobs and his contract dispute, Zamir White is probably one of the top level handcuffs in the league. You know, if Josh Jacobs goes down, I mean, it's his it's his game. So when you talk about like the guys last year that took Tony Pollard, you know, as a premier handcuff or, you know, folks like that, Zamir White, just on the sheer ceiling of will Josh Jacobs play or can he stay healthy is worth the late pick for sure. All right. All right. I love it, man. Uh, Scott, how do you feel about Kyler Murray? We obviously don't have much news on him. Are you interested in taking a shot on him uh, in a single quarterback league late in drafts? Because to me, I'm just not interested in rostering a quarterback and hoping that the injury pay, pay, pans out, really. Yeah, I mean, do we... I don't remember what I, the last I read about his injury. You know, there's I, I've seen week 10 late in the season and I've seen, oh, he's way ahead. We're at that part of the off season where there's a lot of speculating, but if you're talking, I mean, if we're talking redraft, I'm, I, you know, unless, unless it's just absolutely free, um, I'm probably not going to take him just because I'm the type of redraft player. I churn my, I churn my bench. I am constantly yes. doing things and I don't, you know, if somebody else, here's the deal. If somebody else wants to kind of reach a little bit for Murray, even though he's not going to play to start out the season. Um, and then he ends up coming back a little bit early, then fine. That person earned that. You know, they took the risk. It, it paid up for them. I'm probably not going to do that. I'm going to keep my eye on him, you know, and I try and be when, you know, when people are coming back from injury or that, or that sort of thing, you know, and th they're going to be fantasy relevant when they do. Those are people that I'm, I'm trying to just be one week earlier than my league mates grabbing them. But I'm likely not going to be drafting them just because I know I'm not getting anything right away. 
All right. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I'm not going to be rostering a second quarterback early in the season unless I have to. And I think if it is, it's someone in that Daniel Jones, uh, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers tier for sure. Let's talk about some of the fallers over the past month as well. And these are guys who kind of had some value a couple weeks ago, and now it's getting a little bit sketchier by the day. Uh, let's start down in Tennessee, your home state there, Tyler. Traylon Burks, he's now going overall 80. Is this a guy you're interested in? Obviously, you're an Arkansas fan as well, so you got double ties to this guy. Um, are you in at Burks overall 80? Because I don't think I can stomach the price. Hey, that that's okay. That just leaves him there for me. I'm in, you know, and I will say I do have some bias. I am a Razorbacks fan, you know, but Burks last year, I mean, you look at that touchdown he caught in the end zone where he got knocked out and still came down with the ball, like it was in triple coverage, you know? So like, I think adding DeAndre Hopkins while to the normal fantasy players, like, oh, that's going to decrease Burks value. But Burks targets in double coverage and triple coverage are not as great as Burks targets in single coverage. So naturally Hopkins is going to take those and I think it's going to free Burks up. I think Burks has a high catch percentage. I think that he has a great season and I think it kind of frees them up to be more active in the passing game. Okay, some Traylon Burks love, some rare Traylon Burks love on this program. All day. All right, he's taking a shot there. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, he's someone else now just falling down draft boards. And I, I think it, this is totally fair. This is a very deep Giants wide receiver core right now. And Hyatt, like, he is an X wide receiver. He profiles in, or as, as an X or a Y. And I don't think he overtakes Isaiah Hodgins um, or Darius Slayton at this point in one of those two roles. And I think that's why he's falling down draft boards. And then there's Pierre Strong as well. And Scott, I think we can say pretty clearly uh, it, it's not looking great for Strong, second year running back. I, I think we like the profile. What we saw last year from him looked great as well. However, we got some Lenny rumors going around, uh, a multi multitude of, of rumors up there in New England. Yeah, I mean, again, in redraft, strong, probably, you know, le less so than Zamir White, but he's, he's a guy, depending on how this all plays out, I'll, he's one of those dart throw lottery t ticket guys I like on my bench. In Dynasty, I, I want him stashed on my teams. I just, I can't get past, you know, the conditional formatting I use for all my charts, Green means good. I can't get past just the solid line of green across his rookie profile. I know it was a little bit of a smaller sample size, you know. And speaking of smaller sample sizes, I think he led the I think he led the league in yards per carry last year. If you don't put a <laughs> minimum games or minimum carries on it, he had like ten yards of carry, but it was only like eight carries. Anyway, um, so but yeah, I mean, again, it's we're in that we're in that time we're in that time frame where a rumor about you know playoff Lenny is going to impact ADPs. A rumor about some other player, you know, is going to impact ADPs. You know, DeAndre Hopkins not going to New England is going to impact yeah. ADPs positively. Um, so I, he's one of those guys where I like, it's almost bordering, bordering on an irrational, you know, stan I am of him. Yeah. Like I can't really, I don't really have anything to back it up other than a, a college profile. Um, but in redraft, yeah, he's, I just, I don't think he's going to do anything unless there's injuries in front of him. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I I love the player that he could be, but just not the situation there. And guess who has playoff Lenny in some of these charity leagues we're talking about? Scott Fishbowl. This guy came out with him, and 
as you guys know, if you've been watching the show for a while, I've been a big playoff Lenny yeah. fan. Uh, really, really overranked him. I think the first year we did ranking Scott, but it came through, and uh, I, I've been a fan ever since. So appreciate you, Lenny. Also appreciate everyone in the chat tonight. We got some other people coming in as the show is kicking off. <laughs> uh, Stacy saying drafting is a drug. Absolutely, it's a great drug. Um, and then we have Slade in the chat as well, just That's coming Slade. over from the 19th hole. Appreciate you, Slade. Uh, I, Connor and Bo, fantastic show earlier on. Uh, we're getting all prepped uh, going to Minneapolis tonight on the PGA Tour. So appreciate them doing that show. And then Wendy saying this is her first mock of the year, so she's ready to go. Um, who he's ready to get out to Canton. Uh, not going to read the rest of the comment there, but yeah, who, who's <laughs> ready to get out to Canton and see Dave? So a lot of hype in the chat right now. We appreciate all of you guys. Um, what do you say? Let's go ahead. Let's jump into this mock draft. We're going to go ahead and pull this up. And I am super excited to jump into it with the first overall pick. Uh, and I will say this is a mock draft that has a good mix of analysts as well as uh, fans as well. So I think it's going to be honestly pretty accurate what you're going to see in a lot of your drafts. Um, so, yeah, uh, Scott, any final thoughts before we jump into this, baby? No, we should probably just make sure. I can't remember if it was in the tweet, but just let the audience know what format this is in. Yes, redraft PPR, 12 team, full point. Um, only doing two wide receivers, two two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end, one flex. We'll have one bench as well. Um, so yeah, I, pretty very standard. very important. Very importantly, one QB. Yes, very important. One QB. I remember the last time I did a one QB draft. To be honest, it's probably I my know. home league. My home league last year, probably. All right, here we go. Um, let's go ahead and throw it up here. We're going to kick this baby off. All right. And it looks like we might have an auto. Oh, no. Okay. I was disappointed. This as my home league mate, Pearson. He goes Justin Jefferson at the 101. Tyler, you're on the board at 102. What are you thinking about here? A lot of big names still on the board, but I think it's whether you want to go running back or receiver here. You know, I typically... And it's just in me maybe because like running backs, big time running backs that are going to be every down guys are so hard to find, especially with the growth of committee backs, you know, so uh, if I can get me a hero to get me through, I'm going to go with it. So, yeah. there we go. There we go. McCaffrey off the board at two chase at three. No doubt about it there. Um, Scott, you're drafting from the back here. I am. how does that make you feel? Are you uneasy about it? You kind of just like, I didn't tell you that you were, there was one spot left when you joined and it was no, 12. I'm honestly, I'm not like I've, you know, when I've had the opportunity to pick my draft slot in like Scott fishbowl and things like that, mm. I typically pick later. Um, it used to give me a lot of nerve, um, you know, not to like, not to like toot horns, but like in my home league, I was typically picking near the end just cause I typically made the playoffs and won it a few times. I, it used to make me nervous, like, oh, I'm going to miss out. But I, I appreciate, especially, I mean, it's a long wait, but, man, the double tap can be can feel so yes. nice at the turn. Yes, absolutely. Coming off the board, guys, we have Austin Eckler at the 104. Bijan Robinson all the way up to the 105. And I think that's something, the, the more hype we see for him in August, I think we'll see a lot of Bijan, maybe even at the 104, 105. I think he's going to move up that high. Stacy then going with at the 106. He is taking Travis Kelsey. Man, don't don't love seeing that to be honest, guys. I was really eyeballing Travis Kelsey there. I thought he would definitely be there at the 106. I think that's a great move, Stacy. Um, yeah. 
Scott, we've talked about it all offseason, man. We're interested in Kelsey in the 106. How do you feel about it, Tyler? Would you be investing in a tight end that early in your draft? Oh, man, that's tough. You know, I typically will go running back and like star receiver in the front, you know, uh, primarily running back. I just think that I can get really strong value. But Kelsey was like a five point lead over any other tight end last year, you know, per game average. So it's really hard for a roster spot that has to be played to give up that prime of a person. So I actually have taken Kelsey in the first round of a couple drafts. Um, so, I mean, I'm in. Okay. All right. He is in at Travis Kelsey at the 107. So I'm up here, and honestly, Kelsey was the target. Bijan was the secondary target. They're both off the board. A little bit sniped here early on. And usually this is where I think I would also take a running back. However, I, I think there's a receiver here that stands out to me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take him. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill here. I think Tyreek Hill is in for a monster season. He, he calls it 2,000. I don't know if it will be quite 2,000 yards. But I love Tyreek Hill here, Scott. How do you feel about it early at the 107? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right spot for him. You know, um, you know, I mean, basically all three receivers that have been taken so far, any one of them could finish as the number one overall receiver and it would not yes. shock me. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm honestly fine with with the players that have gone so far. I mean, I might have nitpick about the order. but That's basically how I have it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping who've accidentally took Brian Robinson. But I was <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, for me, it's after the the, the basically the, the two running back receiver that, that went one, two, three, four here. Kelsey after that, personally. Okay. All right. We're moving down the board here. We have Jack on the board. He is uh he's my arch nemesis in my home league. I'm gonna be honest. So I expect a lot of snipes nice. coming here from Jack. Uh hope you're doing well over there in the Bergman. We got Dee in the chat. She's saying, Are you guys on threads, the new app? Listen, Didi, I barely have time to, to run all our social medias as it is. I can't be jumping into one that has like two features. Tyler, are you guys using threads over there, the advice form? Because I am I am not. I'm trying I'm learning your platform instead of learning this platform. Man, you know what? That means so much to me. <laughs> no, I mean, we're there in in part, you know, but uh, you know, mostly you're gonna find us in our in the forum, you're gonna find us on Twitter, you're gonna find us on Instagram at FF Advice Forum. If you guys aren't following us or aren't checking out our material, um, you know, go out there and check it out. But uh yeah. I don't know. Threads failed once. So I'm like there for a shot. Maybe it had one night. It had one night that people were hyping it up and not much since uh, we got Anthony in the chat. What's up, Anthony? Thanks for joining us, man. He says, Hey man, are you guys planning on doing another draft after this? And if, if so, how do I join? So this will be the only one tonight, but I know we're going to do another one this off season as well. So Anthony, what you want to do, if you want to subscribe to the channel and then just come back and hang out with us again, we are live every Tuesday night, so if we're doing, a, we're maybe doing a mock draft or just doing some other interactive stuff as well that you can get get in with uh, and be a part of. So appreciate the question, man. Uh, definitely come back for another mock draft in the future. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. I'll throw our handles up there real quick, and uh, we're always looking for people. To, I'm always kind of reaching out to to the people who are in the, this show regularly uh, to come and mock draft with us. So appreciate it, man. Um, all right. Let's go ahead. We got Saquon Barkley off the board to Jack, and then we got Prue with Cooper Cup. Naji or Nick Chubb going to Windy at the 110, and then Stefan Diggs at the 111. 
Scott, how are you feeling at the back end here? I feel like the board fell to you very nicely. I was probably wishfully think, hoping Cooper Cup would fall to me. That's not going to happen. I'm really high on Cup. Um, he's another one. He's basically, you know, I, I mean, I think I really think Jefferson and maybe Chase are kind of in their own tier, really. Um, but if you're if you if you don't look at it that closely, you know, my top four, you know, Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Cooper Cup. Again, any four of them. You know, Cooper Cup was leading the league last year before he got hurt. I mean, all that dude does is score fantasy points. That's all he does. So I would have been stoked if he fell, but I wasn't expecting it. Nick Chubb, yeah. I like to see the Nick Chubb love. Um, I'm super high on Nick Chubb this year. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, those are your guys. Those are those are your guys at the top. I feel like it. Stefan Diggs was one I was hoping would fall. So where I'm at <laughs> with this decision is, you know, I think more often than not, how the board falls. If I'm picking at the 12 and the two one, I double tap the wide receiver because um, I think there's still a couple. I think there's still a couple studs left. Game uh, changers. I would have gone running back here if Nick Chubb were still there or Barkley. Um, my, my running back potentially here is Jonathan Taylor, but I'm a little bit lower on Taylor this year. And I don't, I don't have him quite this high. So um, I, I shouldn't say that I it's, it's, a, it's somewhat neck and neck between Jonathan Taylor and then the receivers that I'm going to end up taking. But in this case, I'm in full PPR, I'm, I'm leaning receiver. So I'm going to, if, if you want to unpause yep. or yep. Yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going, let's see, do I, do I show which one I like better by how I draft him? I'm just going to do a little double tap here you got and I'm going to go with AJ Brown yeah. and CD lamb. So I, I ended up with that pairing in, a, in one of my first dynasty leagues. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's like the, those are the type of receivers. Again, I still, it's still top tier receivers. So if I can get two of them at the 12, I'll worry about running back later. Um, I'm probably going to miss out because of this on the top quarterbacks and, you know, Mark Andrews. But that's that's how I would play it with how the board fell. Yeah, I don't blame you at all, man. A.J. Brown showed us a level of consistency we didn't see in Tennessee last season. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a lot higher on him this year than I was a season ago. And C.D. Lamb, man, he, he was steady Eddie again after not showing much consistency his first couple seasons. Uh, we're coming back here, and man, I am nervous to see how this board falls. I, I'll be honest, there's a player I almost took at 108 that is still on the board here, Tyler. And okay, he just went. That's Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I was debating Taylor at the 108 or the 107. I'm really high on Taylor this year. Really high on the Colts in general with Shane Steichen calling the shots and Anthony Richardson taking over at quarterback there. However, now we might have a situation with Jonathan Taylor as well. Tyler, with the recent news of, of JT possibly planning to hold out or you know at least not happy with the situation, are you fading him at all? Um, and he's also coming off an injury still that I, I don't, I think he has cleared the pup. Is that correct, Scott? Who? Sorry. I was distracted. J- Who JT, JT. I believe the- so. Yeah. Tyler, how do you feel about it? Are, are you in it, JT? Or are you concerned? I mean, a healthy JT, I like a lot, you know, I actually, and people say, you know, with Anthony Richardson going there that it may take away from JT, but Counter to most, I'm actually always a fan of a running back with a good running quarterback because I feel like that makes the linebackers play honest, which creates more holes. I mean, you look at J.K. Dobbins averaging six yards a carry on a limp, you know, and it's because you have to play Lamar Jackson, you know. So kind of with him, I think that frees him up. I think they want to use him in that all-purpose role. And so to me, I mean, he's up there. He's 
he's right there with everybody else that's been drafted so far in the running back position. All right. All right. No worries from Tyler there. Royal saying, Wendy is killing it. Wendy has Nick Chubb and she goes Devontae Adams in the second round. Yeah, then that, was, that was the other. Well, I mean, you know, I'm high on Adams. I'm, I'm kicking myself a little bit because I think I would have preferred Adams over, over CD lamb to be oh, honest. No way. No way. I want but nothing to do with Adams this year. That's fine. You think I've, Jimmy I've, said my piece on, I've said my piece on Adams. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, they come off the board next. That was a little bit of a snipe, Jack, I'll be honest. He knows my love for the Frisky Jets. Uh, hey, we might have uh, Frisky Jets t-shirts here in just like a week and a half. There might be some Frisky Jets t-shirts. So if you guys are Jets fans uh, or you just like me saying Frisky Jets all the time, we're going to be hooking you up here very soon. Um, all right, so I'm on the board here. I liked Garrett Wilson. I was also thinking about double tapping that wide receiver position like Scott did. However, I can't get enough of the Frisky Jets, and I really think Brees Hall is the pick here. It's a gamble. Like, it is like throw your nut sack on the table here and trust in a guy who was a legitimate beast when he got the ball last season. I mean, you want to look at all the, the per-game metrics. Brees Hall was right up there, uh, really behind these running backs that have gone so far ahead of Jonathan Taylor. But, man, I, I think with Aaron Rodgers calling the shots now as well, he, he's going to see a lot more checkdowns. He's going to see a lot more uh, just usage in the passing game. I know there's some other names in that backfield, but Brees Hall, I think this is a different caliber guy. Like, I think he could be on the level of, of a McCaffrey, a Bijan, a, a Saquon, someone who is just next level that they can beat the ACL and. Most times, every single season, we usually see a dip right after the ACL tear. That's what we get from a lot of these fantasy sports med doctors, and they're, they're right. But I think Brees Hall is a different cat. So uh, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit here, guys. I'm going I'm to lock in with uh, Mr. Brees Hall. I love it. I, I, Brees Hall, I mean, he was going to absolutely run away with the rookie of the year last year before he got hurt. If there wasn't an injury concern, I mean, obviously, he probably would have dominated and his ADP would be different. But just in a vacuum, if there wasn't an he injury, he could be concern, the he could be the the player one overall. If he could he be, him. I mean, but I, I what I'm saying is I would have him up as the RB four or five, if uh, if it weren't just for the, you know, I I agree. I, I'm I'm really hope. I mean, but the problem is is it's based a little bit on hope. You yes. know what I mean? Like I really hope he bucks the trend with the ACL injury. Um, although I have more confidence in him than I do with Javante Williams, I will say that. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Just for for this first year back. All right, all right. We have Chris in the chat saying ballsy. Yeah, it's a hey man, that's what we do over here. We're, we we want to win the league. I've I've gotten second, I've gotten fourth enough times in leagues. I'm trying to win this and thing. We've got the we've got the king stack too. We've got the the stack with the Kelsey Mahomes. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes goes the two seven to Stacy. That is a lethal combination that I've seen carry people for years. Now yeah. pay up for it more than ever. One oh six two seven. And uh, Derrick Henry falls, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Waddle, Tyler, you're back on the clock here at the 211. How are you feeling? You already got your guy in Christian McCaffrey. What do you do here with uh, another pick right in your sight as well? Yeah, I don't know if I can get a quick pause. I got a question. <clears throat> Absolutely. So this pick is determined largely by the quarterback scoring system. So is this a quarterback touched passing touchdown is four points? Or quarterback passing touchdown is six points, uh, and you know, vice versa. I would say more standard is four, so we're gonna go mm -hmm. ahead and with four. Um, that's how we'll factor it in here. All right, then I 
am going hurts. Yeah. All um, right. I, Can't go wrong. With you, the, with you're willing guy. to take a quarterback here in the second round. This is the most we've ever seen quarterbacks get pushed up, but I think it's because last year, if you didn't have one of those top 10 guys, and even like then you're playing Jared Goff, you're playing Daniel Jones, who were good a lot of the weeks, but you had to hold your breath. Are you trying to avoid that, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A premium like that with the running and then like the four points, I just think that that upside is so strong, you know. Um, I will speak to the pick that just happened. I have seen Ramondre climb so much in these drafts. And I don't know if it maybe it's just me and I can't stomach it or if I'm just mentally scarred by the Patriots design <laughs> for their run game, you know, but like w- with the potential of them signing somebody or, you know, like you were saying with Pierre strong, I mean, I don't know how you take a Patriots running back like in the top, you know, 25 picks. It's risky, but his performance last season dictates this price. I think that's what it is here. Yeah. Um, but but it's getting higher and higher. You're right. It, it was like fourth round a couple weeks ago, and now it feels like it's getting pushed up early third here. Um, Want to answer some questions in the chat here. Triple nine, first time seeing him in the chat. He's saying, is this a public draft? Um, he, he's asking how he can join. So this is, uh, it kind of is a public draft. It's a mix of analysts. It's a mix of fans. Uh, a lot of people who would normally tune into this show. So I, I mentioned it earlier. If you want to get involved with these drafts in the future, subscribe to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. Follow us on Twitter as well at IBT underscore media. You can follow our personal handles as well and uh, get involved with us. And, and we'll hook you up and we'll get you uh, started with one of these as well in the future. Um, a, a couple other comments here to, to recap. JJ saying big nads. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then Pearson saying draft RB heavy. Chris Cummings, he double taps the running backs there with Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson. Tyler, you're back on the clock. Where are you going with your third pick? I am going to join this running back heavy draft, and I am going to grab, since it's only a two-receiver roster, and I'm going to go running back again with Najee. Okay. All right. Najee Harris off the board. Oh. Najee Harris is is one that is also kind of rising up now. I think people are realizing Broderick Jones, uh, also, also Darnell Washington. That's going to shape this Steelers offensive line this is going to shape this offense the one thing holding this this team back we know what it is it's fucking matt canada guys it's no surprise um but Najee harris he he is going to have some very positive td regression i i think here scott yeah i agree i mean you know where where Najee's going i'm you know i i'm not necessarily like oh no way uh, but i'm not i'm not i'm also not jumping for joy you know he is and i mean i've heard this Jalen Warren talk, and I know Jalen Warren did get some play last year. Jalen Warren is not taking Najee Harris's job. Yes, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Point. Thank you. Um, you know he's a he's a, he's a good handcuff. Maybe I don't know. Wasn't he a tight end or is he a running back? Like I don't. I I just <laughs> I I'm still I'm still good on Najee for the sole reason it's it's another one of those guys for me that you know that that rare breed of you know bell cow workhorse running back that's still around. You know, and to get one of those guys in the third round. You know, even if he's not efficient, even if his yards per carry is not that great, even if he doesn't smash, even if his ceiling isn't huge, that consistency of a bell cow is just such a it's it's, it's such a valuable thing to have on your team. You know, 100. 
I appreciate you. (laughs) 100 percent agree there uh all right coming off the board next at the 3-3 joe burrow followed by josh allen lamar jackson we got a quarterback run we got a little run and it was so funny because after Najee harris when i was sitting there i said man i might take josh allen i've never taken a quarterback early really in any draft but i I thought oh josh allen might be fun not even close here uh good picks there by our guys chris and uh hoove and yudo uh, Jameer Gibbs goes off the board at the three, six. I'm left with the decision here, gents. I honestly don't like the board. Um, I don't like Chris Olave. He's in this range. I think he's a little bit overrated this season. I think I'm the one person saying that. So don't lynch me. Um, but T Higgins, <sighs> Devonte Smith. Like, I think that's a little bit of a reach for both of those guys. Um, but Travis Etienne is staring me in the face. I'm going to go ahead and grab him. This is going to be a high powered offense in Jacksonville. I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, to Travis Etienne. And let's not forget, this guy had a big game in that playoff performance against the Chargers, helped will them to that comeback. When they needed it, they gave it to Travis Etienne. He could see 10-plus touchdowns, and I also think he's going to get more involved in the passing game. I, I know there's people out there trying like debunk whether this guy is a good pass catcher. I saw him at Clemson. The, the film, the eye test tells me he is. So I'm going to go ahead and bet on that and uh, take my RB2 here early. Yeah, I'm still I'm still fully in on ETN. Um, I mean, I like Tank Bigsby. I, I, I like the prospect. I think he's going to get play. Um, but I mean, ETN is going. I still think ETN is going to dominate that backfield. And I mean, he had a sneaky good year last year. People, you know, people want to people kind of want to point out what he didn't do, but he was sneaky good. That offense is just on the rise. That offense is going to be super fun. I mean, you got the frisky Jets, but you've got the, you know, you've got the high flying Jaguars, which is fun. Two teams, the Jets and the Jaguars, we typically don't get to say that about. Um, will be exciting games. Like a Jets-Jaguars game this year would be super exciting. When have we ever said that? <laughs> yeah, <There's>... yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hoob in the chat saying he started with three running backs and no one said a word. Oh, well, he's being clever. Yes, he's being yes clever. very clever. Lamar Jackson is a running back to some. Uh, he would disagree, though. Jackson, that is. Uh, and then Royal backing me up there with my Olave take. I appreciate it, Royal. Uh, the, the good old Canadian friends, always friendly up there and, and backing up their pal. Chris Olave goes off the board next. Uh, Mark Andrews before that, and then Aaron Jones. Two tight ends already off the board. Scott, you're just about up here, so I don't want you to tip your hand quite yet. Um, but how are you feeling about the board in general? Because I really feel like there's a you know kind of a big tear break um, somewhere in the middle of this third round. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I'm not, I'm not liking the pool of players I'm looking at here at this spot, um, you know. But I mean, it, you have to kind of, you have to. I think you have to adjust during the draft because you know it's easy. Just really, whoever was available at one twelve and two one, I was going to be pretty excited with. It's the first round of, of the draft. You know what I mean? All this, there's studs still there. Now we're getting to the point where you know I, I wish Mark Andrews had fell. Um, I kind of wish one of those quarterbacks had fallen. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm just not quite as excited, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you, man. I'm a little bit mid on the whole situation that that's going on right now. Still some really intriguing wide receivers on the board, but you need some RB help here. Um, Scott, y- you got a couple of your guys staring you dead in the face. Uh, I know your love for Mixon. I know your love for Kenneth Walker. Are you daring to take one of them right here? Um, I really feel like it's a little too high for both those guys. I, I, I like both those guys, but I don't want to. I don't want to take them because I need a running back. You Are you I mean? staring down a, a zero RB start right here, Scott? Oh. You, I, you're daring to do it. Um, 
Okay, well, I'm going to make one pick just because my clock is going, and I am I am starting somewhat zero RB. Um, I just again, like that's something. If you could, yeah, that'd be great. That's something earlier earlier on. I'd be like, you know, oh my god, I have to take a running back. Oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm I and even though it is it is two wide receiver, you know, so that does that does it actually makes a bigger difference I think than people realize. You know, that one extra wide receiver slot makes a huge difference as far as what you're forced to play. Um, but even, even so, I just, I like this value better. I like this value with Devonta Smith better. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of starting three state, three straight wide receivers. Um, but now I do need to make another decision. I was really hoping Jameer Gibbs would fall. And by the way, that Kelsey Mahomes Gibbs, I, that's my kind of, that's my style right there. Here we that's, go. That's Shout out Stacy. I love it. Um, so let's see on the clock. Oof. Oof. Oh, we, this is tough, man. Uh, we got Sven pointing out you have two Eagles wide receivers, AJ and Devonta. He's not digging it, Scott. A little shade from our guy, Fantasy Sven. Yeah, you know, that's that's true. That's that's a fair point. Um, let's see. Where do I got? I got I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll trust in Jalen Hurts. I'll trust in Nick Sirianni, dude. The Eagles are built a little bit differently. And we got Robert Foster in the you know chat. What? I'm going to. I'm going to go with my guy that just got friggin' paid. So we I'm got Rob Herbert. I'm going to go with All Herbert right. here, get a high flying quarterback, get that position out of the way. Okay. Okay. Herbert comes off the board. I believe he is QB six in this draft. And Robert's saying, what's up with taking Burrow over Allen and Jackson, maybe in a standard league. I wouldn't take Burrow over Allen, um, but I, I probably would take him over uh Lamar Jackson 100% but I think what he was trying to do there Robert if you look at Udo's team he had Jamar Chase in the first round I think he was just trying to go for the old uh good old Cincy stack yeah there it is there it is on the on the comments as well all right Sven also pointing out he's a Cowboys fan and still hates your team Scott so All right, uh, Tyler, how are you feeling? Uh, we got a long time before we come back to you in the fourth round. I- is there a couple people you're hoping that fall? Because I feel like we're going to take another cliff dive here very soon and, and uh, shoot down a tier. Yeah, well, you know, being that you picked before me, I don't know that <laughs> I can give that information out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got my eyes on a couple. Okay, all right, all right. So I'll tell you right now, guys, um, I, I don't care if I get sniped here. Good. TJ Hawkinson just went to our guy, Prue. Appreciate you, Prue. Uh, and now Jack's back up, so I'm sure I'll get sniped here. But there's a couple <laughs> interesting running backs, I think, but I still feel like it's a bit too early for all of them. Um, Mixon, Dobbins, I think, right here. Very interesting in the middle of this fourth round. Um, but also a lot of interesting wide receivers as well. Debo Samuel comes to mind, top of the board, and then Calvin Ridley. Uh, very high upside, uh, but I already do have a Jacksonville Jaguar here. Scott, what would you be doing if you're in my situation? Like, I don't like taking a quarterback early here, but I feel like uh, I might have to pretty soon. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, upon first glance, I'd probably be looking at the, <laughs> the wide receiver position if I were you. I would have maybe considered Hawkinson there, although there's a couple other tight ends I'm I'm big on in that same range. I would have potentially considered Mixon, but he just went. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he's intriguing, but to me, it's a little, it's a, it's just a little too risky yeah. Yeah. for me with him still. I, I love the player. Um, and he, sh- he showed out, you know, and he, he's not coming off an injury. You know what I mean? 
but still it's a crowd it's crowded he, you know he could be he could be make, making someone like me who's fading him a little bit look silly but you know i'd probably err on the side of someone a little bit safer uh at that spot okay interesting and I honestly feel pressed uh, against a wall here because there is a quarterback drop-off coming after Trevor Lawrence, I, I do believe. I think he's kind of the end of, of really what I would consider a, a locked and loaded QB1. Still a lot of upside on the board. However, I'm going to swing for the fences here. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. And this is just about drafting players on good teams. I know there's a little bit of an injury concern. Scott, I know you like Brandon Ayuk more. Um, however... I think Debo is still that guy. I don't think we saw the full upside last season. I, I think give Kyle Shanahan a full offseason to scheme that he has both Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel on the field together, and we're going to see a lot more upside from Debo Samuel. So I'm excited about it. Tyler, are you higher on Debo than Scott is? Because I know he hates that pick probably. I like Debo. I think that CMC coming to San Francisco hurt Debo stock a little bit because it took away that gadget style that he did because you have such a weapon. Um, but I mean, that offense is going to move the ball. I'm a little worried about quarterback and how that's going to play out. But you know, one thing I know about Kyle Shanahan, he will figure out a way to move the football, whether it be using Debo in some kind of wild way or, you know, taking a last round quarterback and starting him. All right. All right. I like it. And then we have uh, we have Jaegermeister saying Mixon will be a workhorse. DK, not so much. So uh, liking a couple of the picks here in the fourth round, not liking some of the other ones. We got Austin saying CD Lamb has brick hands. <laughs> uh, also, also not liking uh, the early quarterbacks here. Hey, man, this is 2023 fantasy football quarterbacks. Uh, there's a little bit of a premium you have to pay now. And Jaegermeister, what's up, Jaegermeister? Welcome to the channel, man. Hope you come back and hang out with us again. Uh, Ridley will eat with T-Law. Yeah, I like Ridley, man. I, I got Ridley everywhere. I, so, I got Ridley everywhere. I'm just not willing to pay a fourth-round price tag on Maybe fifth. <laughs> um, Robert saying he's cool with the stack, but, uh, yeah, he, he said he'd consider Lamar due to health concerns. So, all right, all right. And uh, Austin saying, Russell Wilson is a steal. Anyone who works out on a plane is my guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. We <laughs> might have a question. We might have a question yeah, later Yeah, we might on. have a question about Russ coming up later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tyler, you're on the board here, man. Where do you go? Uh, you're at the 411. You have RB, RB, QB. You're zero wide receiver so far. Do you address that here? I do because there's a guy that finished top 10 last year, and everybody likes to sleep on him but he's consistent. I'm going to take me some Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, the the, the great hope right now for the Cleveland <laughs> Browns. Uh, already listed on the injury report, but yeah, man, that's someone who I did not want to take in any of my drafts last season. I just kind of ended up with him in the, the sixth, sometimes seventh round. And he, he was a stud, man. He was a stud more games than not. Um, so Amari Cooper goes off the board there. Um we, we got Razorback or uh, Robert saying Razorback will probably make a bad pick here. That might be your guy down there. Is that is that the case here, man? Yeah, yeah. Rob's Rob's been on a couple uh, couple mock drafts with us. He uh, he likes to hang out. He likes to talk a little smack. You know. There we go. Hey, we, we we need people like Rob around here, man. We <laughs> we like a little shit talk. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, and George Kittle. They round out that fourth round. We're back up here at the beginning of the fifth round. 
And guys, I'm sweating a little bit. Honestly, I'm sweating a little bit. This quarterback, this tight end run, I was hoping maybe Kyle Pitts would come back in the fifth to me. Scott, you know how in on Kyle Pitts I am this season. Yeah, just as I am. Yeah, I me. Yeah, I have been freaking jonesing for that guy. Terry McLaurin. I Pearson, I hate to say it, man, but I don't know if I I, I like Terry McLaurin there. Uh Tyler, is that too eat early for McLaurin for you? And where do you go here with your pick? Yeah, I just Washington is a is a hot mess. <laughs> hot mess that I really don't want to be involved in. Uh for me though, on my pick and just on value, I think I'm going to have to go, and you guys are going to laugh, but there's still one potential three-down workhorse, and everybody that's went and ran the ball there has been successful. And I just am not loving any of the big wide receivers left, so I'm going to go with that one. Oh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders down in Carolina. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, big big Miles Sanders fans probably in the chat tonight. Big Miles Sanders Sanders fan here as well. Uh, hashtag we are baby. However, I don't know, man. I I am a little worried that there could be some regression for Miles Sanders. The guy had double digit touchdowns last year behind the best offensive line. I still think he is going to eat here, but but I think we see a little more Chuba Hubbard th- than I I think we're giving credit. I think Chuba is a good player, so I think he'll get on the field a little bit more. So. Tyler, I hate to knock you here, especially after we just worked out a partnership. But uh, I, I think there are some other running backs I liked a little bit better. But Sanders is safe, if anything. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. I like Sanders. I think the upside, I mean, you don't even have to be good to run the ball good in Carolina, whether it be Chuba, whether it be Amir Abdullah, whether it be Deonta Foreman, like, Everybody who runs the ball in Carolina is pretty successful. So I think you put him there. They put some equity in the offensive line. You know, I think that having a, a, a actual quarterback, you know, makes them not be able to load the box. And I think Miles Sanders has a little, uh, little bump in the, in the season. Okay. All right. Jerry, Judy, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, and Drake London, a wide receiver run right before me. Uh, j- just went on, man, and I'm staring it down here. I-, I really like a couple wide receivers on the board. I like a couple running backs as well. Oh man, this is Scott. Can you talk me out of taking J.K. Dobbins here? Like, I like the upside, but he's already on the pup. Um, it's always scary taking J.K. Dobbins, but uh, I I will talk you out of taking him, but it's probably not for sincere reasons. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um. You know, just based on other random teams that might not have a running back yet in this draft. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, the injury, the injury is a concern, but I mean, he's farther removed from that injury, and I just, I just think when when he hits, he's going to hit, man. And I mean, yeah. I, I get it. You know, I, I've heard all the same things about running quarter, rushing quarterbacks. You know, but I, I don't think it. You know, in the what round are we in the fifth? Yes. Um, but you didn't take him, so I can just shut up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I went with uh I went with old Dallas Goddard. There you go. And man, I'll, I'll be honest, I like Dallas Goddard more than I like George Kittle this year. 
right now. I, I, I don't like him as much as Hawkinson. Obviously, Hawkinson is huge upside, but I like being tied to these good teams, these good offenses, and that's what Dallas Goddard is. Had a career year last season. I think he's going to get fed even more. Uh, I mean, th- they don't have a lot still in Philadelphia outside of uh, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Goddard. Like Those are the three featured players, so I- I'm happy to get him here in the fifth round. Brandon Ayuk, Damian Pierce, uh, Prue. Prue is one of our newest members of the staff. He's going to be doing some financial advice over on the site. Prue, I love you, brother. Don't know if I love the Damian Pierce uh, pick there. Scott, I know you're not very high on Pierce either. Like, I like Pierce, but just not with some of the other guys on the board right now. Hold on. I'm just seeing if I'm going to get sniped. Oh, here we go. What One pick, one pick been, until Scott. I've been sweating. I've been sweating this whole round. <laughs> Chris, God, Chris Godwin comes off the board at the 510. Scott, I actually really like if if the the person you just spoke about, J.K. Dobbins, gets back to you here. I really like that you can get him and possibly another high upside running back going zero RB through four rounds. It it, it might yeah. turn out brilliant, my friend. It could. It could. I mean, that's. Uh, it, it's He's open. It, it's, <laughs> it's a mock draft. Yeah, I mean, Dobbins would be the exact type of guy I would hope fell this far <laughs> if I started out super wide receiver heavy. Just because he's got it, he's got an injury discount. He's got a, you know, the, the, yeah. Well. <laughs> Appreciate you, DD. All right, J.K. Dolphins off the board. <laughs> he did it um, on purpose. If Jeff, if could actually, J- that wasn't that wasn't who I was hoping for. Um, so I'm gonna make this pick first, and it is not a running back, but this is a, this is a guy who this is risky, but man, if this if this hits, this hits hard. And so I'm getting him. I'm getting my coming. tight end. I'm getting Waller. Um, you know, no. he, he's he's that freakish, basically just a number one wide receiver when he's when he's when he's on. Um, and he could easily take that. I mean, he's five feet taller than any other receivers in New York. So, um, so yeah, he was the one I was really hoping would fall to that point. So now let's see, what do we got? What do we got? Um, uh, I can't. It would consider Swift here if I didn't already have a team full of Eagles. <laughs> um, so, are you gonna do it? Are you gonna gross me out here? Am I gonna gross oh, you maybe. out? I don't know. Uh, the, uh, there's a lot of picks there that really make my stomach turn. <laughs> I know. I not. Oh God, I think he's gonna take. Okay, out so him. this is this is not gonna be pretty. This isn't gonna be a pretty pick to have as my as my first guy, but I'm going with it anyway. Oh, Scott, oh, what are wow. you doing? What are you doing? Rashad <laughs> White, what the fuck? I'm taking Rashad White. <laughs> Scott, you've been nominated for awards in this industry. <laughs> Why are you oh. knocking my Rashad White pick, man? Oh, what are you man. doing? Give me, give me the DL, man. What, what am I missing on Rashad White? Because this guy was fucking inefficient as all hell last year, bro. And He's he also got a million checkdowns from Tom Brady, who – all right, last time I checked, he ain't there, buddy. What, okay, what maybe this maybe this was a bit of a reach, but I didn't I didn't I wanted a running back. I didn't really like any of the other running backs that were in that little spot. Man, leave me alone. Jeez, go easy, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, I I'm sorry, man. No, so my but, thing with Rashad, my thing with, my thing with Rashad White is yeah, he was he was very inefficient last year, and he got um but he's gonna he's gonna be like he's gonna dominate the touches with that team. Unless unless I'm sorry, I'm getting thrown off by all the comments and all the yeah, yeah. The you're getting roasted getting in the comments pick. right now. Uh, the, oh, the, even DD's roasting you, that's, Scott. That's to take away my award <laughs> nomination. Like, man, that that was a rough pick. Um, 
I, I, I like Rashad White. I, I love him coming out of college. I love his profile. He's going to be the primary ball carrier on that team. So okay. it's a it, it's a risk. It's a swing. I get it. Um, I think I just lost 200 followers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we'll let it slide for now. However, a running back, uh, a running back run just happened. I would, okay. I, all jokes aside, I'd rather have him than Madison. I'd rather have him than Acres. No. Swift, honestly, I got nope. a little bit thrown off just because I was already. I would rather have Swift in a vacuum than Rashad White. Nope. I'm not high on Acres. I am definitely not high on Madison. I am very high on Cam Acres. That guy's going to eat me. this year. They have no one there, man. They have no one there. They And trust me, I've been a Daryl Henderson guy for a long time. Um, and even I would take Madison over him. I, I am not an Alexander Madison fan, but. I mean, the role is going to be there for Alexander Madison this season. Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. The role was already there last year for Rashad White. So Madison is going to get this role. We're just going to expect a backup running back to all of a sudden be good. I just don't get it with Alexander Madison. I I just don't get it. (laughs) We we got – all right. So we got Madison, Swift, Akers off the board, Lawrence. I go Christian Watson, and it was really, to me, uh, just my favorite player available right there. Honestly, I don't think I need to give a lot of uh, cutting-edge analysis other than he's going to be the number one one wide receiver for, for uh, Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love's going to be a lot better than people think. This guy has been in this system for four-plus years right now. And as Aaron Rodgers has said multiple times on Pat McAfee's show and other programs, a monkey could run this offense. And I think Jordan Love is going to be that monkey. And I think uh, the banana for him is going to be Christian Watson. He's going to continue to feed him. So, I'm in on Watson. I like the upside here. Uh, I even was considering him in the fifth and get him in the sixth. I love that uh, that price tag here. Uh, we, we got Tyler Lockett, Michael Pittman rolling off the board. As we get to Tyler here, uh, I want to roll through a couple comments here. Didi, she says she still loves you, Scott, even though the pick wasn't great. What a kind woman, Didi. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> By the way, that's great. That's great value on Tyler Lockett. Yeah. We got Robert saying, I think you just waited too long on RB, even though your wide receiver room is stacked. Jaeger Meister feeding you saying Akers or Madison would have. See, uh, I disagree. And that's not better. how I've spent a ton of time on my projections. And I have Rashad White over both those guys. So I'm, I'm sticking with my analysis. Hey, that's how I was a couple years ago with Lenny. And I was on a, I was on an island as well. So maybe this is how, how it kind of comes back around for the IBT fam. Uh, big nads on the white pick from JJ right there. Uh, rumor has it Kenny Galladay is signing with the Bills worth a mid to late round flyer. No, sir, I will not be investing in Kenny Galladay. I actually used him as a as my, one of my sleeper keepers in like a in, in one of my leagues. You can take a 16th or 17th round sleeper keeper, and I thought, oh, Kenny Galladay, like he's you know fell this far. No, I'm out on Kenny Galladay this year, Austin. Uh, Bills Bills would be a good landing spot for him, but regardless, I think they have uh, other weapons they can deploy over him. All right, so a lot of, lot of love for Madison here. A lot of love for Madison, a lot more shit talk on White, but uh, we'll move forward here. Tyler, yeah. you went Evan Ingram there. How do you feel about Jacksonville? Obviously, you like them uh, to invest in their tight end, dude. Just got paid here in the last week. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram a lot. I think he seemed to be Trevor Lawrence's, like, you know, kind of go-to target, and I think that – I think that they're going to let Trevor throw 40 times a game. Like, I think he's going to throw a ton, which gives me hope, you know, to be able to get Ingram down here, you know, and I think he's right up there with everybody else that's already been taken. I mean, he showed it last year, um, you know, finishing what tight end six or something like that, you know, 
I just and Trevor just keeps getting better and better. I I I saw a really good article recently from from one of our writers at Fantasy Pros that I was editing, and the only I think argument you can make against Evan Ingram right now, Tyler, is that he wasn't the most consistent uh, producer last season. Like a lot of his production came in that four game run at the end of the season. But it was elite production, and they obviously used him again heavily in the playoffs in both games as well. So I think they kind of unlocked something there. They obviously like him enough to pay him that big of a right. contract here. Um, even though we got hashtag we are uh, tight end Brenton Strange drafted there. Uh, what was that? A second round pick on Strange or something yep. like that, Scott? It was very yeah, it was high second, pick on it was him. Second rounder for sure. They just yes. needed somebody else. I mean, who's behind Ingram? Yeah. Dan Arnold, I mean, you got the mailman there, you know? And, no, and I mean, <laughs> at the time they were making their second round pick, did they 100% know they were extending Ingram? Like, you know what right. I mean? They didn't, they didn't know that. And, it, you know, yeah, I mean, as much as I would love it, if front offices were always considering our fantasy football needs when they're making picks in a draft, <laughs> taking a tight end high isn't necessarily all about yards and catches. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. But I love, uh, I mean, I love, I love Ingram. I, I think that's a great pick. He's, he's, He's one of those rare guys that's in that back end of the of the top twelve who you know could sneak into the he could sneak into the top five if things if things fall right. We're getting a lot of uh, comments in here f- from Robert Foster saying for you to take Traylon Burks here is, is that someone you're considering? He says if D Hop hadn't already yeah. signed, uh, you would have taken him in the fourth. So do you go Burks here, Tyler, or do you look somewhere else? Other players that just went off the board in between your and I's picks are Michael Pittman, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, and then uh, on the turn there, Mike Williams and Marquise Hollywood Brown. Yeah, so um, I'm not taking Christian Kirk shares because I just invested in Ingram and I hope he gets all the balls. Uh, I like Mike Evans. Mike Evans has been consistently, you know, a thousand yard receiver. I don't like Mike Evans quarterback situation. Uh, even though I've got a Baker Mayfield signed helmet behind me. Um, I love Deontay Johnson, but since he's been in the league, I've referred to, to him as uh, dishpan hands, you know. Uh, I, I why, While a great route runner, I That's haven't fair. always loved his catching ability. Uh, he's not like George Pickens, you know, pulling that behind the back, reach around, like somehow coming up with it. But uh, for me, I'm going to let the Razorback fandom shine through, and I am going to go nice. Traylon Burks with this pick. Um, that's just, man, I believe in him. I love that he's fallen. In some of my other drafts, I've, having, I've had to take him sooner. Um, but just watch. You can put it on the bet board if you want to. We have one of those in, uh, in ours, but I think he's going to be a, a top producer in Tennessee. Yeah, we should start a bet board right now. I'll take Rashad White over Madison. Points per game. You want to bet that? Uh, can I bet, bet Cam Akers instead? Sure. Fuck it. All right. All right, Cam Akers. I'm, I'm in. Uh, yeah, what, do you say, do what do you say? 25 bucks to, to the sure. winner's charity? Yes. Hold All on. Right. Do I get to add in? Do I get yep. to add in? Because I'm yep. going to go down the line and tell you, over all four of those, I would have took James Conner. All right, you want in on this, Tyler? Then James Connor. Let me in. All right, James Connor. All right, yeah, James Connor. Add him to the mix. Pick Kyle, him up. Kyle, Pick him mark up. this. Kyle, mark this down, please. Mark this down somewhere in the show sheet, and uh, or send me a tweet about it. So you know, send me something so I don't forget about it. Thank you. Yeah, too. I was gonna say like Mike Evans would be a good value here, but it's gonna be tough this year when 
Rashad White gets 350 carries, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot of them Baker dump-offs. Hey. We, we got Deontay Johnson, okay. James Cook coming off the board. I'm starting to rise on James Cook a little bit, honestly, guys. I've, I, I think he's kind of one of those, those players that I got too hyped on last season and kind of forgot about just because he was useless for me uh, for a lot of the season. But look at efficiency. I love efficiency metrics. You know this, Scott. Um, and, and James Cook's been lethal in those efficiency metrics. So that's kind of what you're banking on with James, uh, James Cook here. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine as he's fallen a little bit. It's just, I mean, those efficiency metrics were also based on less than 100 carries. You know, if he if he does, in fact, for the first time in his entire life, get a big, huge amount of carries, those efficiency numbers are going to go down. Um, I just, I, 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 I like him right in this range. I do. I just, I, I'm a little worried that his 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 workload in, in you know Buffalo has not been a great place for running backs since Lashawn McCoy. So. Um, so I'm a little bit worried if you're, if you're going in with an expectation that he's going to be this bell cow or this like dominant, uh, you know, uh, RB touch guy in the Buffalo backfield. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we're talking round seven here. Um, that's totally, I'm totally on board with that. All right. All right. And then, uh, Austin, Austin saying I would draft Lima Swede before Burks again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good old Lima Swede. That was another Bricks hand player there back in the day for the Lures. Um, Jaegermeister saying he'll take that bet all day. I don't know. Jaeger, let us know what what side of that bet you like. Um, All right. Fantasy Heel saying he called it. Everyone laughing about the good times here. Uh, Rather have Harris for Bills. All right. All right. I'll take Goff over Tannehill. A lot of Tannehill hate in the chat tonight. Hey, give Ryan Tannehill a break, guys. I mean, I'd probably I'd probably take Goff over Tannehill, but I don't think that's crazy. Is All it? right, I it might be it might I don't know. I mean, Goff was what number ten? Oh wait, 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 wait! You're saying wait? You're saying you would take Goff over Tannehill? I uh, yeah, I think I have it ranked that way. They're close, but yeah, like, I don't think it's yeah, I don't think there. I don't think that's in the conversation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I read that I read that comment wrong at first. Um, all right, I, I'm back on the clock here in the seventh round, and there's a couple of really intriguing options. I honestly thought about double dipping with the tight ends just because someone's going to need one eventually and uh, go with my guy, Pat Fryermuth. I love Fryermuth this year. I love what he can do in an expanded role um, now that he doesn't have to be as much of a blocker. And then uh, at the wide receiver position as well, Jackson Smith and the Jigba staring me down in the face. And there's also a little bit quarterback drop off, I think, right now. Dak Prescott being top of the board. I am going to roll the dice here. I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm going to shoot for the upside here. I think Geno Smith is legit. Like I, I've been a Geno Smith fan since like his days out in there in West Virginia when he was ripping, you know, Mario Fishbowl's pounders all night. You know, I, I believe in Geno Smith. I think this guy can get it done. And with Pete Carroll, obviously he has more weapons there than he's had maybe in a very long time. Um, but JSN, let's not forget that he was better than Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson when they played together. He produced more, obviously, out of the slot. But I think that's what Geno Smith needs as a slot wide receiver. The tight end saw an astronomical uh, target share last season. I don't think that's going to happen here with JSN in town. So I go JSN, Dave Montgomery, Jamal, or uh, oh my gosh, Javante Williams, Pat Fryermuth off the board. Wendy, nice pick. I like Wendy's team a lot. Shout out Wendy, man. She's got a stud team. How do yeah, you feel about Scott? I think it's good. I do think you were talking about considering a tight end. 
I mean, this is just one tight end, no premium, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, they, you don't, you don't take one hoping somebody else will need one. You know <laughs> I, what I mean, Pat, not in the, not in the seventh round. I know. I love Pat. But hey, Fire I took move. Rashad White as my RB1. So what do I know, right? <laughs> what do you know? And a uh, little hard. I'm RB trying to figure run. out which, which pick is going to make people the most mad this time. Oh, hey, B. <laughs> Robinson's still available. Is that? No, it's Brian. <laughs> Alvin um, Kamara gone right before you as well, who I would have liked in this range. Geez. Scott, what do you do? Do you address the RB2 position or you just keep pounding wide receivers? I'm going to take my highest rank running back I have right now. Um, I'm fine with it, and I'm going to go with Pacheco. I don't really care about this little injury thing. I think he's he's going to score touchdowns this year. Um, yeah, absolutely. You good. Know, he's going to score touchdowns. I mean, you know, I mean, even to the point where I probably have overanalyzed it into the fact that there are probably going to be some PIs in the end zone. He's going to get that one yard rushing touchdown to follow follow along with it as people drape themselves on Travis Kelsey. But he's another guy. If I'm going, if I'm, if I'm, you know, light, light on RB, if I'm heavy, heavy wide receiver and non RB positions, he's another one of these guys in this range that I'm fine having as my RB two, along with my stud Rashad white at RB one. All right. All right. (laughs) What else? uh, What else are you looking to do here? I got a double dip. Um, I really wish. I'll throw you a pause. I'll throw you. Yeah, a throw me a pause. I was I'll, th- I'll throw you a pause I, as I pull up a couple comments here. We got Austin sure. saying Kirko Chains is the most disrespected QB in the league, and it's not even close. About to have an MVP like season. I think it's a success in the postseason, Austin. I think that's what it is. But uh, the new quarterback series over on Netflix is shining a really good light on Kirk Cousins. Uh, really, a lot of respect to him. It, it has been grown, I think, by a lot of people. And then Ghostmaker saying, yo, 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 cool draft so far. Thanks for the shout out uh, for the fantasy football advice form. It's an amazing platform. Come check us out. Yeah, guys, one more time. Absolutely check out the fantasy football advice form. Tyler is putting together a place where, hey, if you need questions answered, if you need discussion to happen, if you just want to kick it with other fantasy football like minds, Fancy football advice form is the way to do it. And and Tyler, I think we have a little bit of a promo code set up for, for the IBT family as well, right? Yeah, we do. Uh, you can throw that up whenever you want to. You guys make sure you go use the promo code, uh, save a, save a good chunk, you know, and, uh, and you can join in on the fun. Yeah. Then you can shit talk in there as well. Austin, you, <laughs> you, you can tell everyone how Kirko chains the most disrespected quarterback. Um, I will tell you, Jaeger, Jaeger, who's been in the comments, uh, and both Rob are known trolls. There if we you go. Like being trolled, they will try to troll. There we go. Awesome. Get in <laughs> over there on the FF is advice for man, and, and uh, get 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 protecting of your guy Kirko Chains. As Scott makes his pick here, uh, I want to bring up a comment from Anthony, Anthony saying, "How do you feel about zero RB this season?" And Scott, I think this question I can throw it right over to you. If there is an intriguing time to, to do zero RB, I think it is in 2023 after we just saw calamity with a lot of early running backs last season. I like kind of getting some of these uh, early guys. I, I took Brees Hall in the second round. However, I, I don't mind how your team almost turned out. Like I would have preferred Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins there. But like if you would have got those two guys for me, I would have loved your team. So like I think there are outs if you are going to go zero RB this year. Am I right? I think so. I mean, I just think, I think there's enough, there's enough value, you know, and you know, there's the, there is the RB dead zone, but I mean, just after the RB dead zone, there's RBs that as far as value at their ADP there, there, you know, Pacheco is one of them. In my opinion, Rashad white is one of them. 
J.K. Dobbins is one of them. I, I, I feel like every my life would be on a different trajectory right now if J.K. Dobbins had just lasted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, your life is not that life. You have 10 seconds here, Scott. Oh, yeah, Where do you okay. go? Um, okay, this might piss some people off. I'm assuming he's not going to get any trouble, but I'm super high on this rookie receiver. Um, I think if he plays and he doesn't, if he doesn't get in punished for this speeding infraction, um, he's alongside Justin Jefferson. He was great at USC his senior year. I think he's going to be the top scoring rookie wide receiver. I love me some JSN. Believe me, that's my guy. Um, I can't wait to see JSN and those throwback jerseys in week, whatever. Um, but I still think Jordan Addison, if he plays, you know, if he, if he suits up and plays, I think he's going to be the number one scoring rookie. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Jordan Addison, I'm not as high. Uh, apparently, it was his dog. Apparently, his dog was having a medical issue, and that's why he was speeding. Either way, buddy, don't be going that fast. I really honestly, like, that's the one thing. Like, we love NASCAR. We love racing over here of all varieties. But, like, if you're going to be going that fast, do it on a fucking track. That's, that's too fast, fast. But if that's true, if that is, in fact, true, I understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But still, man. I, no, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go that fast. I'm just saying. It's completely different if, again, if that's true. I mean, people yes. say things. Yes. If it was, you know, if it was not just, hey, I'm going to go fast because I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson off the board next. I, I was looking at both those guys, honestly, in this round. And then Dak Prescott, Gabe Davis climbing up draft boards a little bit. Okay. A little Gabe Davis love. Have not, uh, I've not seen that in, in a while, honestly. Gabe Davis going this high up in drafts. So guys, I'm I'm gonna do it. I, I didn't think I was gonna do this, but I've been left no choice. He's my favorite player left on the board. It is none other than Anthony Richardson. I am doing it. I'm shooting it, for the moon with uh with, with AR here. And Shane Steichen's in town. We talked about it earlier. This is a, a guy who helped really develop Jalen Hurts, and I think he's gonna do the same for a guy who had the highest uh el- relative athletic score we've ever seen in the combine. So I'm in on uh I'm in on AR here. I don't think I need to talk about it anymore. Um, Tyler, how do you feel about AR? Scott, I know how you feel. You love him. Are are you questioning it a little bit here? Yeah, get me on a soapbox. Uh, so I'm gonna go on the other side. And while I love the natural athletic ability that is there, and there is hope for me for AR based on the coaching. I think if anyone can develop him, you know, it's going to be Shane. So, you know, that gives me hope. But for me, to be at a good Florida team that constantly gets four and five star recruits and to have a good roster and not be able to finish over 500 with, you know, a pretty decent. Man, that was a pretty shitty roster, though, last year. I feel like, you know, it just. To me, like, a good quarterback will raise a team. (laughs) A good quarterback will raise a team. We've seen it, right? We've seen a good quarterback in a crappy situation win games, you know. But there is hope, like I said, that he gets developed. And, you know, that's that's where my hope lies in A-Rich. I didn't buy any shares personally. I just – the the (laughs) you know, they always say the the whole proof is in the pudding thing and, like, he got boomed because of the combine. Like his performance in the combine is what blasted his value. And so as a quarterback that has to make reads and <laughs> do progressions, I'm just, I'm not sold. 
So I didn't buy. I'm not sold. Okay. And like controversial, but it is what it is. And Seth, you know, you know this for me. Like I'm I'm willing to take a flyer on him. I'm willing to take a risk and then just come back a little bit later in the draft with like a cousins or Rogers or somebody to see what happens. Yeah, and like where I got him is honestly, I think, a very good value. I would be willing to take him a little bit earlier here, but I think I got him around like QB9, QB10, right in that range. I think that's very, very fair. Tyler, um, Tyler you should take Tony Gonzalez here. <laughs> so after after I go Anthony Richardson, it goes Char- Charbonnet to a tag of Aloha, and then my old buddy Chris playing tricks on us goes Jimmy Graham. That is his favorite player in the world, and – Jimmy Graham just signed. Did you guys just see that? Yeah, no, that I mean that was why I'm assuming he made the pick because he he just got signed by the Saints. Do you think? Uh, yeah, no, it's probably to retire there. Uh, yeah, that, like yeah. That. I don't think I don't think Jimmy's coming back for no, him. He's not, he's not gonna play. <laughs> this is a guy who is planning right now to sail around the world. I think the last thing he wants to do is play football. But uh, Chris, Chris, he got picked up in a couple dynasty leagues I was in last night. So. Some people are believing the hype, so disregard that pick, guys. Don't that that's that's not a real pick. Um, but we'll we'll let it round out here, Tyler. You're on the clock. Finish it out. Where are you going here? Oh, uh, so I'm gonna make the pick since I've got 12 seconds, and then I'm gonna talk about it. So I'm gonna take James Jamo, and this is this is why. So I was stuck there between Michael Thomas and Jameson Williams, and I am not a Michael Thomas. Like, though his first four years were excellent, and then he goes into injury crisis, and there's a high potential that injury crisis continues, you know, Derek Carr likes to air the ball out. And I think that he's, you know, if he's healthy, he's got a very high ceiling. However, I just don't know if I'm willing to risk it, whereas, like, Jameson – I think his ceiling is also extremely high. Yes. I just don't get him for the first, you know, six games, which hurts. So if I, the way I'm thinking about it is if I can finish at least 500 or maybe with only, you know, max like four losses, you know, by week six, I think that he can create a, a gap filler and a, a boost there in my wide receiver group. Um, and I think his ceiling is going to be more consistent. He's coming in healthy he showed last year he's got a good burst so i just went went that route i mean number one scoring offense last season number one yardage offense as well and this is something we have to keep in mind here with the detroit lions is this isn't the same detroit Lions. this is a high-powered offense and right now jameson williams has to fill a void because we saw Josh Reynolds at times be fantasy relevant. How we saw Khalif Raymond even have a game or two last season. So I don't mind Jameson Williams at all here. I think he's going to step in when he does and be that wide receiver two here in Detroit. There's no DJ Chark anymore. It's his role to fill. They're expecting him to fill it early here. Um, but what won't happen here? Um, everyone in the chat saying as well, uh, Austin saying heading to bed. Thanks for a good show and information. Hey, man, that was right before the Kirko Chains pick. So you, you missed it, buddy. Kirk Cousins goes to the last pick in the draft. Um, Tyler starting out 0-6 for sure. A L- little hate from the fans. Hey, it's he- okay. Look, I started out 0-6 last year and then went to the champ. There so, we go. So, you know, 
There we go. The comeback, <laughs> comeback kid. Comeback kid. Wendy saying great show. Lots of fun. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, before we let you go, though, we're going to play a quick game of Would You Rather and uh, bring a little lifestyle into this fantasy discussion. Risky business, don't have to say. Are you that hard on the rise? Chilling with a cold one. Even bold one. A home back. Would you rather? And we are at Would You Rather. This is our lifestyle blended with football segment. And joining us, as always, is audio producer and host of Would You Rather, Kyle Scott. Kyle, are we ready for a game? Uh, end of July, there's usually not a lot of shit going on, but it's you know kind of some shit going on right now. Yeah, I mean, we're in the dog days of summer here. You know, it's just the days are long and there's not much going on, like you said. So what are we going to do? We're going to play some games. Yes, sir. We're going to play some Would You Rather. And there's going to be some fantasy questions, some lifestyle questions, some just general questions. And you're going to tell me which thing you would rather do. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you got for us? So we're going to start off with Would You Rather have Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray on season two of Netflix's Quarterback. So have either of you guys seen seen uh, this first series at all, Scott or, or Tyler? I have not seen not it yet. I've seen about 40 minutes into the first episode. It was brilliant. I thought it very well done. Anytime you have Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions leading a charge, it's it's going to be great. So I try to pick the two of the worst quarterbacks, I think, that could be in this second season here. Um, I don't want to see Russell Wilson. Wendy saying yikes in the comment. Yeah, that's how I feel. That is gross. (laughs) Kyler Murray, I'm also not a huge fan of either. Um, But it'd be kind of cool to see someone's, you know, return from uh, ACL here. Scott, how how do you feel about this? So what's the what's the premise? What would what would we be watching these quarterbacks do? So you pretty much just follow their personal life. What does it do? A little bit of both. Like last year, we saw you know Marcus Mariota come to the Falcons and like kind of his whole up and down journey there. And then we saw like Patrick Mahomes followed personal life Honestly, a little bit. As a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Seahawk. Like I had to kind of witness Russell Wilson for for many years, and then I got to just kind of laugh at it as he left. Um, it's almost for me similar to like the cringiness of Curb Your Enthusiasm in the Office. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. almost wanna. I want it to be Russell Wilson. I want to watch the cheesiness. I want. I'm interested in it. Um, it's almost to the point where it's like he does these cringy things where you say yikes, but it's like I want to see more of it. Whereas I don't really want to watch Kyler Murray, you know, play Call of Duty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a good. That's a fair point there. I can watch plenty of people do that on TikTok. Ghostmaker saying if he has to, Kyler Murray can't can't stand uh, Russell Wilson. How do you feel about it, Tyler? Where are you going, man? Uh, you know, I met my wife in Richmond, Virginia, and. Russell played at collegiate high school. So I, I'm in there, you know, Russell's faith family, you know, type deal. Uh, you know, he had his Clear first, eyes, full heart, baby. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> and then he had his first, uh, you know, real, I mean, just really rough season this last year. And 
I think it would be interesting to see how it comes back. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I think he's got huge potential and his life's interesting. I mean, he's dating a music star, you know, I was like all kinds of stuff going down. Um, and for me personally, I just can't do Kyler Murray. Like Kyler Murray is like the whiny baby of quarterbacks. And like, I can't do the whole, you know, back and forth. Oh, am I going to go play baseball? Because they don't appreciate me in the NFL or, you know, like, you know, they're not letting me do what I want to do. Like, I, I don't really care about that. I would rather, I'd rather watch Russ. Kyle, you're also a Seahawks fan. Where do you land on this? And uh, how do you feel about Russell Wilson? Would you be interested in in seeing more of his personal life and on the field life? Oh, my goodness. I (laughs) would kill to see more Russell Wilson in his mansion. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Are you kidding me? That's the best part of the football season for me is <laughs> what's Russell Wilson doing? I, not on the field. Push ups on the plane. On the plane is what's interesting. <laughs> uh, and Ky- Kyler Murray, I mean, you know, to me, he's just, that dude's a loser. I don't care. <laughs> he's just I think, for, I think for me and Kyle, like. Cares. I think, you know, I, I saw the cheese and the, the cringiness forever, but like a lot of the country didn't yeah. really start to see it until he went to Denver. So I'm, I'm, I'm acclimated, baby. I, I want to see more of it. You, know? you got that yeah. local cringe. You yeah. got that local cringe. Absolutely. <laughs> else is going through right now with him six years ago. I'm good. <laughs> Kyle, what else do we have on the docket here as we uh, approach the beautiful month of August? Getting a little colder, getting a little bit of colder, like finally starting to get like into the 60s at night. So um, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling fall. It's coming. It's coming. The fall vibes are coming, Kyle. Uh, not out here. It's not. <laughs> uh, I would love 60s at night. We're reaching 90s in the day and rainy soon. We're going to have some swamp weather. But uh, you can get out of that. Uh, seeing a couple movies, maybe. Would you rather see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem on August 2nd or Gran Turismo uh, on August 11th? Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> and Gran Turismo is about a guy that uh, is so good at playing a video game, he... Uh, it's to become a race car driver. iRacing, right? I think he's an iRacer. Is that correct? What? iRacer. <laughs> iRacer. That's, yeah. That's, it, it's a nerdy, it's a nerdy racing thing. Don't worry about it. But it's, it's what, it's what you call like racing gaming. But it's, 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 okay. it's more in depth. But yeah, honestly, like the animation for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie looks like outstanding. Very, very interested in possibly seeing that. But that's more of like, I think on my couch type thing. If I'm going to theaters, like I want to hear the cars ripping. Um, and man, like F1's getting more popular by the day. We have a NASCAR show. Like I'm all in. You guys know I'm all in. Like I just spent an entire uh, weekend at a racetrack firsthand. So I'm going to be, I'm all in on Gran Turismo. Scott, I don't know if you have the need for speed like I do. You also have two little girls. So which one are you seeing this next month? Well, I guess that's that's a good question. Um, if I get to just go to the movie by myself, I'm I'm with you, man. 
like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I mean, I grew up on that. I played all the, the video games. Those games were so freaking hard, too. They were hard. They um, were really hard. But uh, but I'll watch that one on my couch. If I'm in a theater and I have a theater experience, you know, I'm not a big, huge racing guy, but I can imp- absolutely appreciate the power and like the, you know, the like kind of otherworldly feeling you would get um, on a racetrack. So I'm I'm Gran Turismo. Hell yeah. That's Hell yeah. Answer. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for us, man? Where are you going that this month? <laughs> man, I'm going to be honest. I got a four-year-old. I got a two-year-old. And I got a three-month-old. Damn. Your boy ain't getting to see no movies. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting to the theater to see either one of these. <laughs> you know, I feel I'll, that. It just is what it is. But maybe, you know, a few years from now, I'll get to see something. I will say if I had to pick, probably Gran Turismo. You know, I'll go with it. I used to play it. It was my favorite racing game when I did play. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for me, there's there's no movies in sight. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Kyle, I know you just spent the, the weekend at the theaters, man. So round us out. Tell us uh, which one are you seeing this next month? Um, honestly, I saw the trailers for both of these movies in, uh, in the theaters this weekend and Gran Turismo did not look that good to me. Uh, might, maybe it's just a bad trailer. I would, I would go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, it's probably well, guys, not something I'll love, but you well, know. guys, we might be looking for a new audio producer, so just stay tuned <laughs> on that posting as well on socials this week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Love you, Kyle. I uh, appreciate Kyle you being here tonight, Scott. Uh, I appreciate you making time for us out on location as well. And Tyler, uh, thank you, man, for for coming on with us tonight, bringing the fancy football advice form crew over with you. And also, man, I'm just excited to link up with this partnership, dude. So. Tell us one more time how we can best support you and the form and everything you guys have going on uh, before we close out here, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Guys, we just want to create a community for fantasy footballers to interact and have a good time. So go over to fantasyfootballadviceforum.com. Join up. IBT Media is going to be putting a code out in this video where you can uh, join in at a little bit less cost, you know, but – it's worth it. It's so much fun. We have tons of uh, awesome stuff in there for you guys. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads, kind of, <laughs> at, uh, at FF Advice Forum. Uh, man, I appreciate you guys so much for, for having me on and, uh, you know, for being a part of what we're doing. Uh, you know, we're really excited about it. Really excited. Hell yeah, man. We are too. We're excited to, to to get in on all the fun over there and bring it over to the podcast here as we approach the fantasy football season. As for Kyle Scott and uh, Scott Reinier as well, and myself, Seth Wilcock, you can find us here at IBT underscore media. We'll be here all summer long and wade into the greatness that is the fantasy football season upcoming. And if you guys haven't already, check out Draft Night Out. The tickets are selling hot. We're selling out. So make sure you get involved and uh, come see our shining faces in person. You know you want to. Until next time, guys, keep it in between. <laughs>